No, it doesn't sound like fucking Batman. You can you do kind of like the music. You know, we can we can just yeah. No, we can we can start right there. Welcome to the See You Next Summer Podcast. I'm Raul Rodriguez, and here is me, the Batman, Billy Pollyham. <laughs> Thank you, guys. So before we start this podcast, I want to acknowledge that two, uh, two days ago, as of this recording, Chadwick Boseman passed away. For those mm-hmm. of you who do not know who Chaz- Chadwick Boseman was, he played T'Challa in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He also played Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, and James Brown. All, yes. all black icons. He played four black icons. Mm-hmm. He passed away from colon cancer, which nobody knew about until two days ago. He kept it private. Mm-hmm. He had had it since uh, the filming of Civil War. And... I want to acknowledge this because T'Challa and Black Panther mean a lot to the black community, I think. Mm -hmm. And it it just means a lot to to a lot of people. The representation is definitely something that I don't think that will ever go away. Mm -hmm. And T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther go together like Christopher Reeve and Superman. Like, you can't mm-hmm. separate those two in terms of performance and just the outpouring of tributes and respect mm-hmm. that he had and the impact that he left in this industry through his art mm-hmm. and through his apparent good moral character. It's really sad to think about 43 years old, you had a whole life of stuff to do. Mm-hmm fact that you still made an impact it's really sad when these artists pass away when they were very young and i think in their prime in their prime yes and i just wanted to say a couple words and say that um he will never be forgotten by a a lot of people Mm -hmm. and especially children that are children that are growing up now i think it'll be something that'll be passed down from generation to generation and that's that's thing. And thank you, Chadwick Boseman. I hope you have found peace and you are happy. Rest no. in peace, King. Yeah, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Just a little, also to add a little, like uh, they said that he had it since four years ago. I got I got lucky to go to the premiere of Marshall three years ago at the Chinese Theater. And maybe that was like his first year of having it. Uh, you didn't you can no, not notice that he was sick like uh, he was such a nice guy and so much energy he was so funny like uh, when i uh, when i you remember that selfie that i had with him and josh gat and so yeah uh, and so he was so nice we were joking and then he sent me back to my seat and then the mayor of la was gonna give him kind of like some recognition i think it was gonna they gonna be established on the marshall day of the real person and so I was recording the mayor because I was like in the front of the Chinese theater, like in the last row. And so all of the actors were on, on my left side were waiting for the mayor to give that, that plaque. And I was recording with them with my phone. And then I turned around and Chad was like, hey, 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 no, no, pay, pay attention. He made me lower my phone. I was like, okay, okay, well, we're joking. And that was my only interaction with Chavi Bozeman. And he's a really nice guy. And... Of course, he made an impact with Black Panther, but like also like you mentioned with uh, Forty Two, like that Forty Two with Jackie Robinson. That's the yeah, first that, time that I, was, I was surprised by how much. First of all, he looked like Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. He got his, and then uh, get on up. He got James Brown's mannerisms and voice, mm-hmm. all that down, and just like for these are just great movies, by the way, that mm-hmm. you should check out. And Marshall um, is pretty good. I really like Marshall. Yeah, Marshall is pretty good too. Just a an actor that got taken away from this world too young and mm-hmm. yeah rest in peace yeah like um like the way that it hurts so much that 
we lost someone in their prime. It reminds me a lot of uh, Anton Yelchin because he's technically my, my age. He will be 31 if he, still, if he will still be alive. He also went out too soon. There's a lot of people that go out too soon. Mm -hmm. Just choose life and don't take it for granted. Don't take your fullest. loved ones for granted. Mm -hmm. Don't take your health for granted. Just appreciate the life that you are given because it's the only life that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like we said, live it to the fullest. So this week, and remembering always, Ch we remember Chadwick Boseman, but this week we're going to talk about a thing that we agreed on before this this news happened. When we saw the trailer, we both saw in the DC fandom, we saw the trailer of the, of the Batman with Robert Pattinson. And we both agreed to, Billy was the one that he needed to choose a movie this time, and he chose to watch Batman Returns. He made a great option because that's my favorite Batman movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I think it's the best Batman movie, and I don't know if it will be topped, though the Batman looks very promising, and I am excited as hell to watch that. And I'm super surprised that it's also your favorite Batman movie, especially because you have said on the podcast that for you, The Dark Knight is a perfect movie. It is. I also think Batman Returns is a perfect movie. Excellent. First Batman, I can say, the the one with Keaton, I can say that's a near perfect movie. There are some nitpicks. There is no film that is nitpick free. Overall, this entire experience, it, it's finally remembered for a very good reason. So you want to get into the plot or just Yeah, or about... you want to do it. You want to we can do it like plot by plot point. Like kind of like we do with Gravity Falls. Okay, yeah, we can. We we are literally just making this up as we go along, like the the format, not the movie. Everything that I'm going to describe in the movie is has happened in the movie. So, alert warning: if you have not watched Batman Returns, do yourself a favor first and do it. I think it's on HBO Max for a limited mm -hmm. time, so you can just stream it there. If you don't own it already, if you don't own it already, I highly recommend it. Yeah, you can you can get it physical copy or digital. It doesn't matter. I we highly recommend this movie. Yeah. Uh, also, if you wouldn't have never seen it, you have been curious, don't listen to the to film Twitter because I have noticed that still a lot of people don't like Batman Returns and I don't get it. I mean, our friend Janine and Dorina, Dorina, mm -hmm. I, I cannot say her last name because Dorina Arellano, Aliando, yeah, Arellano, Arellano, <laughs> I'm white, I'm pretty white, <laughs> I don't, I can't say many spanish words so <laughs> i'm sorry dorina but anyway dorina you know mm -hmm. who she is if you're yep. a Schmodown fan absolutely love this movie and morgan our friend morgan also loves this movie also and brandon Kimber, there's a lot of people that we mm -hmm. absolutely love this movie so let's just break down like why that is all right so the prologue of the movie it starts well first of all you hear danny elfman's score which i think is fantastic he gets yes. the mood it's super somber, but like it's kind of operatic with mm -hmm. like voices in the choir singing. And mm -hmm. it starts with these two upper class people, the cobble pots, mm -hmm. and they they have a baby. Like you see the nurse run out and clearly it's it's like a quasimodo like deformed kid, or that's how they're treating it. Mm -hmm. By the way, the dad is played by Paul Rubens, Pee-wee Herman. He would later in the show Gotham play the penguin's father. So he was always destined, I guess, to play penguin's father. Who this baby is, is Oswald Cobblepot or the penguin, uh, baby cage. It's mm -hmm. a literal cage. Yeah. And he takes the cat and I think he eats it. Yeah, he eats it. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, we got to take him out. Socialites, because that's what they are. Uh, their names are Tucker and Esther Cobblepot, which we learned later in the movie. The river of an abandoned zoo. And he goes in the sewer and he's discovered by these family of penguins. Being like a penguin has the mannerisms of a penguin, which that is later revealed when he is first revealed. This is all done without dialogue. And during the sequence of him floating down the sewer bank, you see the title Batman Returns yep. and you hear the, you know, classic Danny Elfman Batman theme and yes. who is in this movie. So of course, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito plays the penguin, which is spot on casting, not just because of his size, but just mm -hmm. 
what he brings to the table as an actor and i think the best casting in this movie michelle pfeiffer oh yeah michelle pfeiffer as selena catwoman oh my god it's so damn iconic that performance it's not, it's not just it's not just great acting you totally buy her as both selena Kyle before <laughs> and after and as uh catwoman there's a lot much like michael keaton is bruce wayne and batman how they're two different people especially in this movie actually it wasn't that much in the first film but i think in this movie like you see just how different bruce wayne and batman are mm-hmm. yeah anyway, that- we cut we cut to 33 years later and uh i'll let you finish your thought but yeah. um we meet christopher walken as billionaire or millionaire max shrek which is a in joke because Max Shrek, not not that Shrek, no, is literally the guy's last name. <laughs> uh, Max Shrek was the name of the actor, so of that was what? A uh, Nosferatu, oh. the silent, the first Dracula movie, mm-hmm. or it's considered the first Dracula movie. It's a silent film from the early 1920s, mm-hmm. and the actor that played him was Max Shrek. Oh, cool. That's a nice reference. He's he's proposing to build a power plant to this board that includes Mm -hmm. the mayor of Gotham, the secretary to Mr. Shrek, who is Miss Selena Kyle, who is very Mm -hmm. meek, very self-conscious. Like, she's not fully confident in herself. She looks like a crazy cat lady. She's got the glasses, the messy hair, (laughs) everything. And we also have uh, his son, Shrek's son, um, Chip who I love that he kept, basically did a Christopher Walken impression. Yeah. So, you know, the, that continuity, I think that was great. That was great. Anyway, what was your thought before? Oh, I, uh, I was going a little ahead when you said about the way that Michael Keaton portray, uh, portray uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman pretty well and Michelle Pfeiffer did Selena Kyle and Catwoman pretty well. Because just going a little ahead, we're not we're going to go in full when you get to that point. But when they have that dancing at the party, the way that you they, you explore both the dualities, that's a thing that I that I like about a lot in the movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's trying to make a power plant. Though the mayor is just like, why would we need that? We have a power surplus. You know, Selena speaks during the meeting, and you know everyone's just like, ah, she she pours better coffee than she does, make an executive or whatever. And um, fucking asshole. So they're having a rally at mm-hmm. the center of town. It's it's Christmas time, by the way. So. This would be a great Christmas movie. It is a lot of beautiful shots with Mm -hmm. the snow. There's something about Tim Burton and snow that just really compliment or something about snow that really complements Tim Burton's style. Like, especially like, you know, obvious answer is Edward Scissorhands. Like the the ice sculpture. It's not technically snow, but Mm -hmm. like how he makes falling ice just look so beautiful and it looks so pure. And that's contrasted with the dark, uh, grimy look of Gotham City. Oh, no. When you see, talking about snow with Tim Burton, when you see the snow scenes at Sleepy Hollow, those are both so beautifully shot by Tim Burton. I have never seen Sleepy Hollow. It is going to change, but I have never seen Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow and is my favorite Tim Burton movie. It's fucking amazing. Maybe a future episode? Mm. Way down the line? Mm, yes. Probably. So Selena forgot to give Max a speech that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Because you know she's a busy woman and she has to take care of pretty much everything, so he just makes up some bullshit, and then we get this gang of clowns, yes, or like this circus trope, troop mm-hmm. or whatever, and they start attacking people. Why? Well, you're gonna find out. But mm-hmm. this is where we get introduced to Batman, and before that, we see Be- uh, Keaton, Bruce Wayne, sitting in his chair, yes. and the bat signal gets turned on and he can't see that, but he knows that when the bat signal turns on, um, he has lights in his house that will, Mm -hmm. you know, reflect on all the surfaces, Mm -hmm. you know, so he sees the bat signal Mm -hmm. and this awesome shot of him looking over at the bat signal and Mm -hmm. him standing up and it's him towards the left and the bat signal is in the background. It's such such a great iconic shot. That's one of my notes. I was like, Michael Keaton's first scene in the movie that is so beautifully iconic, the way that you mentioned, like the way you see the back signal. But also I think I 
before that, I really like the when Shrek said, when Max Shrek says, I wish I could hand out world peace and unconditional love in a big bow. And he's making that speech. And before you see all of the people from the circus of Penguin Circus, Penguin is uh, like in the in the sewer. He's like, you can and you will. Like watching Menace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Penguin was watching from the sewer because mm-hmm. he, he hasn't emerged from the surface yeah. in three years because we know it's that uh, 33 years later after the prologue so you know batman t- takes out some of these guys he straight up kills one of them oh that satan guy yep that, that guy he he turns the batmobile around blows yes. fire on him and you see him fully engulf fire and you could tell that that guy got burned to a crisp so oh, yeah, yeah all those people that are like batman doesn't kill i'm like watch the michael keaton movies he kills a lot of people in the last movie he literally flew a henchman down from a bell tower Mm-hmm. Like banged his head against a bell and threw him down from the tower, and technically killed Joker because he is the one that grappled that piece of yeah. to his leg. So mm-hmm. he technically killed the Joker. So yeah, don't bitch at me about oh, but Batman doesn't kill. And then Christian Bale kills more than any of the other Batmans. Like he if you look at Liam Neeson, yeah, like B- Batman has killed before, and I think that's part of what makes him great. Is one of the fundamental things is that he teeters on the edge being a straight up supervillain. He's like just on that edge. If he got pushed a bit more, he would be a straight up supervillain. And he'd be a mm-hmm. pretty threatening one at that. But anyway, uh, Shrek gets kidnapped into the sewers and we get to meet uh, the Penguin, played mm-hmm. by Danny DeVito, with some amazing makeup. Oh my God. They yes. put him through a lot of prosthetics. Like they gave him the big beak nose. Mm-hmm. His hands are flippers. Yes. I don't believe that was from the comic books. I mm-hmm. think that was just a Tim Burton creation. Yeah. He's got like this gross black bile that comes from his mouth. Sometimes and the eyes also. he's got these, he's, yeah, he's got like these tired, worn out eyes, mm-hmm. extremely pale skin because Tim Burton likes uh, pale skinned people. Also, and, the way that the suit, the way that he wears it, you can feel that it was, it is more detailed that his body also looked like a penguin, especially like it looks kind of like a circle, like an opal kind of. Yeah, he, he looks more like a giant globe. Yep. And he waddles and everything and case full of umbrellas, which we see that in the scene where Penguin is like, hey, I know who you are, Max Shrek, and I am going to blackmail you into getting me up into the surface Mm because that's all he ever wants is just he wants to be a human being. Yeah, because I have that line that Penguin said, is it it all a bad dream? You were heavily sedated, resting comfortably, dying from the carcinogens you personally spewed in a lifetime of profiteering. Tragic tragedy or poetic justice, you tell me. A recognition of my basic humanity because the penguin wants to know his true origins. Yeah, and that's something that I love about this movie is that penguin is just, he's just this angry, confused misfit that just wants to be loved. I mean, he's, he's got that with his family of penguins, but he wants to be loved by people that are like him. Yeah. And I think that's something that and the feeling of being lost, looking different, I mean, he's the extreme, but the point still stands that I don't. I don't think Penguin had ever been like given a story like this before. He had mm. always been like a wealthy businessman. That he he's actually the only sane Batman villain. When you really get down to it, he's fully aware of his actions. Even though in this movie they made him psychotic, but you understand why he is psychotic. They gave him a reason for the stuff. Anyway, he blackmails him, and then Shrek is like, "Okay, deal." And so they stage a kidnapping of uh, the mayor's newborn son. Penguin saves the son. And, you know, he's just like, I just want to find out who my parents are. And Bruce Wayne is immediately suspicious. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, he, he can tell something is up just because he is a detective and he has that intuition. Like, he could, he could just tell. And Alfred calls him out on this, by the way. Alfred, once again, played by Michael Goh. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. But... uh. He's, he, you know, thespian actor Michael Goh. I saw him in some Hammer films before. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, theatrically trained, just the loyal butler that he is. And mm-hmm. he's just like, well, Batman is um, looking up, or well, Bruce is looking up articles about the the Red Triangle Gang. I believe mm-hmm. that's what they are called. And he's got, like, his glasses on and everything. And yeah. Alfred brings him dinner, and he's just like, hold. He's like, that's this fish thing. It's supposed to be cold. Yeah, and the way that he's looking, um, 
in the TV, uh, Bruce is watching. It was like he, and then Alfred says, must be you, sir, the only man based in the city. We know Batman and his parents. Parents. No, but. Uh, they were not filthy John traders? No, they were not buried in a Jakku desert. He's a Palpatine. <laughs> Cannon. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. And before this, Selena Kyle, she, first of all, she, we see her in her apartment. She's like, honey, I'm home. Yeah. Oh wait, that's right. I'm not married, which is a line I use all the time whenever <laughs> I come home. I think it's a lot so of people crazy. use that line. <laughs> you can tell she's just like worn out, worked to the bone. Mm-hmm. She's got some cats. Also, and then she gets a message that's just like, "Oh, you got to come back to the office." And she's mm-hmm. like, Ugh. <laughs> "Also, do you see that talking about Star Wars jokes? Uh, she has in one of her rooms says, hello there." <laughs> General Kenobi. Kenobi. <laughs> you are a one. one. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> we, we could do that one too. Oh my God, yes. That's beside the point. Anyway, she comes back <laughs> to the office and she finds out through some files mm-hmm. that Max Trex, oh, I didn't explain this before, but Max Trex, he wants the power plant so he could, first of all, make a profit, mm-hmm. but at the expense of actually draining all of the power from gotham and penguin had this he's like look at this oh it's toxic waste from your supposedly clean power plant Mm -hmm. you know he he's on to him because he's like whatever you flush down i keep which is gross but you know he lives in a sewer yeah because he even says if you flush it i flaunt it so that's how he knows because he was dumping toxic waste down Mm -hmm. there and he also knows that he probably killed his partner because he's like, oh, where is he? He's like, um, he's on vacation. He's like, oh, really? It's looking here. And it's his hand. <laughs> yes. Fred Andrews. That was the name of the assistant. And I love the fact that he shook his hand with Fred Andrews. Yes. Hand. That was great. He confronts her about this. And he's just like, oh, I guess I'll have to kill you. And then there's some tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and then she's like, oh, I thought you were going to kill me. He's like, uh-huh. and then he pushes her out the window. Oh my God. It's so like, I laugh, but it's also like, oh, and you see she falls through. She falls pretty high because it's a high building. Yeah, and then like boom, right on the snow. 20 floors, maybe? At least 20 floors. Anyway, she's just lying there in the snow. It's a great shot of her in the center. And she's surrounded by all the snow. Mm-hmm. And then these cats come up to her for whatever reason. Um, uh, oh yeah, a bunch when, of cats come through. Yeah, the cats. And the cat scene. then they start like biting her fingers and stuff. She does this weird eye thing that's freaky. Like she rolls her eyes back and everything. And essentially, she gets resurrected by a bunch of cats. Like Catwoman where it's bad CGI. It's actual cats oh. that are just nibbling her fingers and everything. And there's blood that's coming out of it. <laughs> and it's really freaky. Oh, it's not like in the Halle Berry version that technically it's not even like biting. It's cat bread is the way that uh, she turns into cat woman. I'm not going into that and I'm not watching that movie. You can't make yes, it. Yes, we need to watch it. Oh. Just the basketball scene, Billy. And Shepard Stone's Fine, just plan. the basketball scene. Now stop getting <laughs> on tangents. Anyway, she comes home <laughs> flipping out, destroying literally everything. Painting yeah. it black, hitting things with a pan doing this thing with her uh her tongue and lips like licking her lips a lot like enjoying it and then she takes out this leather coat and makes a costume out of it you know as you do mm-hmm. it's a sewing kit and everything and she makes the Catwoman suit no but a detail that i really like the way that she was like starting to destroy everything because of the message at the at the at the recorder it says you Gotham Lady Perfume, use it for your boss to have a whiff for you to stay over for a late night staff meeting for two. Exclusively at Shrek department stores. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Batman actually saved Selena Kyle from one of the Red Triangle thugs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's awkwardly trying to flirt with him because, you know, yeah. he's, he's Batman. And yeah, I mean, she's like, like uh, well, is, is it oh. the Batman or just Batman? <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah, that was short. Just like all the men in my life. <laughs> I relate I, I relate to that so hard. Well, you know, women, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. But I'm getting canceled again, aren't I? Oh, my God, no. And so I really <laughs> like at the end when she's already makes that, the suit, the way that you see that shot away from the oh, she window. She makes the claws is that there was a thimble. 
Yep. And uh, there was like needles was in it, I guess. Yeah, it was kind of like a, like two different needles, maybe. Yeah, they were like bent. They were in th- uh, thimble. And I get, and she like, you see her make glove out of that and I guess a mechanism that protrude out like cat claws. Yep. I mean, to be scratched by those things, that'd be terrible. And I really like the way that you see that shot away from the window and she's already dressed up and she says, I don't know about me, Skitty, but I feel so much yummier. I feel so much yummier. Oh, She's like starts oh caressing God. her body and it's just like, yes. oh my God, damn. And then I need that gif of uh, Leo DiCaprio and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street biting the, biting the his fist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh my God. You know what gif I'm talking about. This is uh, a super okay. thirsty movie for the 90s. A PG-13 super thirsty movie. There's a lot of thirst. <laughs> like from, not just from Catwoman, who is the most thirsty, but the Penguin, penguin as well. We'll get into that. Oh, Penguin but, gets uh, so anyway, canceled. <laughs> oh God, the stuff that he says. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much every man said that. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Uh, now we go back to the Mayor's Baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so it turns out he's given the request to look in the hall records to find who his parents are. You know, mm-hmm. reasonable request. And Batman drives by and he's just like, he knows who he is. He knows mm-hmm. his parents and everything because he figured out, you know, he's still suspicious of now mm-hmm. Oswald Cobblepot. He finds out his parents are dead. He lays flowers at them. But you can clearly see he's just putting on a show. Mm-hmm. And he's just like... He says some great lines where he's like, I was their number one son, and they treated me like number, number two. two. And instead of five, I'm sure when they handed me my rattle, mm-hmm. instead of five chubby little digits, they were given a flipper mm-hmm. instead of five chubby little digits. But I forgive them. Still like on the fence whether he really forgave them or not. There's a plot with uh, Bruce Wayne because Max Streckney for this power plant, and you know <laughs> Bruce Wayne has money, and yep. he is... He's the golden boy of Gotham City up until now. He's having a meeting with Shrek, and it's pretty tense because he, Bruce is like, you know, me and the mayor are on the same page. We're, we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, things change. You know, you're not the golden boy anymore. Bruce is just like, yeah, Cobblepot's behind this. Also, we skip a little because we seen the first thing we see Catwoman. Uh, she's going against a man that he's stealing a woman on a hallway. She grabs the woman's face after she beats the dude. Yeah. She like kicks the hell out of this guy and like, like scratches his so- face. And then she's just like, I am Catwoman. Hear me roar. Yeah, but I really like the way that the first thing that she does to the guy says, oh, you man, think it's so easy to go against someone half your size. And the lady says, thanks, you make it so easy. Do you, do you waiting for a Batman to save you? I'm Catwoman, hear me wrong. Oh, that's not even my favorite line, but it's so good. And then she, like, she, she likes flipping, like oh, doing yeah. backflips and stuff. She backflips a lot in this movie. Especially in the department store. She flips a lot in the department store. We'll get, we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, speaking of Selena Kyle, that's when she appears and interrupts the meeting. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like his partner, Fred Andrews, he said, oh, she's on, my secretary's on extended vacation. And then clearly she's there. And so you see this look in his eye. He's like, is she going to tell? Does she mm-hmm. remember anything? And you can tell she looks like shit. She, she's not fully composed. I'm not saying Michelle Pfeiffer looks like shit because... You know, she's beautiful in this movie. No, and I was got, gonna- she's got like that crazy hair. She looks like she just woke up. Yeah, she's much more confident, and he notices this right away. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Wayne is captivated by her. He's like, "Oh, who are you?" You know, he's he's being awkward, and he's forgetting his coat and everything. He asks her out to dinner. It's not like Vicky Vale, where he had he clearly had the confidence because he was still in the Vicky Vale, but like not as much as like Selena Kyle. Cause Selena Kyle has his full attention. He, and it's kind of funny to see that. Yeah. Especially like, uh, he almost gave away that he was Batman the first time they meet each other. Oh yeah. Cause he's like, Selena. we've met before. And she's mm-hmm. have we? And he's like, Oh no, no, you just, ah, I was mistaken. You know, he did almost give away his secret identity. Yeah. And also another detail that I really like about something about makeup, every single person, Instead of Selena Kyle, 
they have kind of like a natural kind of makeup and they, they look you look kind of like alive and michelle pfeiffer she looks kind of dead the way that they put a lot of white powder on her she looks super pale exactly what she turned into Catwoman. and i really like that detail yeah i really like that and like later you see them walking by the newspapers and they have headlines about Catwoman and Batman and they're both like commenting. They're like, she's like, Catwoman's 140 pounds. Yeah, right. These guys don't know what they're talking about. And then <laughs> Bat- and Bruce is just like, yeah, and Batman saved millions of dollars of property damage and mm-hmm. saved a lot of people. I think that the next thing, that, according to my timeline, is when we see uh, Max Shrek going to the Penguin and that's when he shows him the surprise he first he gives the penguin a, a fish uh that, that he's gonna be uh, do a campaign for mayor oh yes he gives him the fish and mm-hmm. by the way the connection between the red triangle gang and Co- Cobblepot, mm-hmm. he was their you know penguin boy and yeah the circus shut down because kids were disappearing and so were certain members of the circus mm-hmm. so they shut it down and it's very heavily implied that it was Cobblepot that did this. So that's the connection, and that's how he knows that Penguin is behind this. Also, a little detail that I also noticed that I never noticed before. When you mentioned when Batman sees the Penguin at the Hall of Records and he's taking notes, you think that he's trying to find out who their parent, who his parents is? He's technically making the list of all of the firstborns firstborns in Gotham. Oh, yeah, he did do that. He was Mm -hmm. looking at everybody and looking... You, because He's you can writing see down their names and you're like, why is he writing down names yeah i never really picked up on that that was that's a good observation my friend thank you and like um that, we're not gonna mayor. talk about the major scene mm-hmm. now this is they have a full office and posters and everything already because you know money really and good posters really awesome posters i wouldn't mind having one in my house mm-hmm. to be honest or like a like a vote for cobblepot button yep. have a button <laughs> Anyway, he has two image consultants and they're like clearly 80s, like overly happy and everything. And he's just he's just eating fish, just raw, by the way. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't give a shit. The woman is trying to put gloves on him. And the other guy is just like, oh, I guess they don't have many mirrors down there. Mm -hmm. And then a little hesitant for a second. (laughs) Yeah, but at least my nose isn't gushing blood. (laughs) Oh, you know, they're laughing. And then he bites the dude's freaking nose and starts gushing blood. Fucking beautiful. Fucking love that scene. And yeah, so he decides to run for mayor and he's going to discredit the current mayor by having the Red Triangle Gang just cause general chaos around the city. You know, make him look like an idiot. and Because the police in Gotham city are not really effective at all mm-hmm. they've never been effective let's be honest except Especially, for like commissioner gordon and harvey bullock like very few cops are actually good most of the time they're corrupt or whatever especially and, because that's the plan that christopher walken is telling to the penguin because the penguin's like um oh, it's already december elections already happened he's like yeah but you will have everything and he and Pim was like, I would like to fill her up. And he seen one of the, the women. I'd like to we, show her my French flipper trick. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Christopher so Walken says, you will have unlimited putang. Mm. Oh, boy. Anyway, <laughs> um, during one of these scenarios, one of these chaotic events, Batman starts to intervene, of course. By the way, he blows up a dude. He puts dynamite in one dude's pants and throws him off a bridge and he blows up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's really funny, but also like Batman blew up a guy, and uh, he meets Catwoman. No, uh, first oh, no, 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 he confronts Penguin. Yeah, first. first. I know. No, just... she just wanted to destroy the department store because I brought it up. She was angry at the fucking uh, message oh, yeah, about, the about the perfume store. You see her. He had this whip, and you see her practicing. First of all, just very effectively and efficiently, just whoosh, 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 the heads and hats off. Yeah, and decapitating like full mannequins. Yeah, she whips the security guard's guns out. She's like, get out. And then just literally flips her, literally backflips her way outside Mm -hmm. where Batman and Penguin are talking with each other. And she just goes, meow. And she had set up the place to blow up. I think she put some a paint can in a microwave microwave and Mm -hmm. started and put the gas on, Mm -hmm. like made the gas leak and made the place blow up. And then Penguin yep. escapes by using one of his umbrellas. That's like a helicopter umbrella. It was pretty cool. I like yep. the I like the variety of trick umbrellas. 
There's like one that fires blanks. There's just one cute one. One, one that has that's a, a knife. Shotgun, one that's a knife. It's it's a good variety of trick umbrellas. He meets her on the roof, mm-hmm. and they start fighting. And she clearly is a capable fighter, as is Batman. And, and I really like that can well come one where they're fighting. It's like, who's the man behind the bat? Who can help me find the woman behind the cat? And I was, okay. she's slowly touching his abs and his chest. And then you can see that her hand is already going lower. <laughs> so technically, Catwoman touched Batman's junk. <laughs> yep. the, Catwoman they, stabs they, Batman with Catwoman the, stabs Batman in the like towards the abdomen and mm-hmm. uh, or on the side, and he grazes her arm, I think. And she pushes her from from the from the floor. Yeah, he he unintentionally kills her. And she's saved by Kitty Litter. Saved by Kitty Litter. And then we see the penguin going back to the mayor's office. And oh, yeah, and she swears revenge on Batman for, you know, attempting to stop her mm-hmm. from getting revenge on Shrek. So she, now, like you said, she meets up with Cobblepot, and she's got this, like, super sexy Jeff Goldblum pose on the bed. And the penguin and, says, uh, just the pussy I have been waiting for. I could not believe you said that. I don't care. <laughs> I'm glad they got away with it, but I was just like, oh, my God. God, and then he's thirsting hard over Catwoman, oh. getting all up in her face and everything, and it's hilarious because his Humpty Dumpty looking ass is like. And the way that they're talking, and you see Catwoman looking at the Tweety Bird at the cage, and the way the way that she's turning, puts it in her mouth, and he he gets his um, gets the knife umbrella, and mm-hmm. you know threatens to gut the cat, puts the bird out, you know, because she's a cat now. And, and anyway, I- they're gonna team up to try to take down Batman because they both got screwed over by batman also another thirsty scene when they're agreeing they're gonna join up she's like oh i'm gonna give myself a bat and she's like and then it's so fucking sexy yeah she she licks a lot of things <laughs> oh, she, she probably got sick <laughs> like she licks a lot of unsanitary places it's coronavirus <laughs> ain't that relevant anyway so yeah bruce and selena start a romantic relationship Mm-hmm. And they're at the mansion. There's going to be a big event, the lighting of the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, "Are you going to that?" And he's just like, "Nah, nah." But you can go by the manor mm-hmm. and spend some time there. And then they talk a little bit about themselves. And then they start making making out, like hard making out. And then you could see like she starts touching his side, and he's just like, "Nope, nope." And then. <laughs> see he's about to grab her arm and she's like nope nope and then they're like oh, we can't do this yeah i mean either you know they're freaking out not because they don't want each other it's just that they know that if they do that they'll deduce they, each other's secret identities yeah they will blow their covers penguin also kidnaps essentially the miss america equivalent in gotham city the ice princess mm-hmm. he i think he throws a batarang at her to yeah. get her blood on it to so he's going to frame Batman. He also, I forget how he did this, but he gets control of the Batmobile. Yeah, uh, he, um, when, when you see, when you see uh, Cobblepot and, uh, and the Catwoman talking, he mentions super quickly that they already have a plan about the Batmobile. And you see all of the circus freaks, they have kind of like blueprints of the Batmobile. So he was already thinking about it. Which may, makes me wonder where they got blueprints for the Batmobile, but I guess... Maybe they... They I don't know. I guess they found it? a mechanic or something. Yeah, because Batman does have a mechanic in the comics and stuff. Mm. Aside from doing it himself, sometimes, like in the animated series, he does have a mechanic friend that works on the Batmobile. I thought that Alfred did the whole thing. <laughs> sometimes it's it's Bruce. Sometimes it's Alfred. Oh, Lucius yeah. Fox. Fuck, I forgot. Lucius it. Fox. Mm-hmm. Bruce is like, I gotta go, mm-hmm. and so and Selena also has to go. She talks with Alfred about it, and. Uh, you know, he's just like, I totally get it. He's like the parent that's just like, I get it. you're horny teenagers. You got to, you got to go somewhere. They do act like horny teenagers. It's weird. Oh, yeah. Or it's actually, it's pretty hot. Most, mostly for me because of Michelle Pfeiffer. Man, she is smoking. Oh yeah. She's fucking hot. No, like that's the thing about, this is like way better than Fifty Shades of Grey. And, uh, <laughs> this oh, this is Fifty Shades of Grey because technically Michelle Pfeiffer's suit is BDSM. And oh, yeah, it up. Uh, black leather. And, and so we're seeing the, the goons. They already have a control remote and they open the Batmobile and they're and already he, like. He gets Oswald goes into a, a room 
like I guess some campaign office, and he has like this ride version of the Batmobile. Yes. Taking control, and he's making these comments about Gotham. Batman finds out that you know the thing that's controlling the Batmobile is underneath him. And before this, he actually does try to save the Ice Princess because she was captured and everything. Mm-hmm. Catwoman, they get into a fight. Under a mistletoe. They they end up on the roof. It happened very quickly, but they end up on the roof, and she ends up going. And then Penguin activates this one of his umbrellas, and they have bats inside of them, and mm-hmm. it causes her fall from the building plummet to her death to and it somehow lights the christmas tree because she fell on the mechanism that turned on the tree then the tree turns on and then there's bats everywhere you know because yes. they wanted to look like batman did it they do a good job framing the only one that doesn't buy it is gordon actually he's like don't don't shoot this like one of the few scenes that he has in this movie yeah and the other thing like uh, when they're having a fight so quickly when you see the model that she just died and uh, you see Catwoman, she sees a mistletoe and they're like, um, oh, what's the thing that Batman says? Wait, I have it right here. Say, it says, we under a mistletoe. It says, mistletoes could be deadly. A kiss could be deadlier. And then you see Selena leaning to Batman and she licks. She licks his, his freaking face from his chin to his nose. Yes. It's both terif- It's both weird and oddly very sexy. Super sexy. And, and then also we get to very... The- uh, non-hygienic a detail Penguin, about penguin's just like dude you've been hitting on me all day just get with me and she's like no you know mm-hmm. and he's just like screw this he hooks the helicopter umbrella to her and uh you know he he escapes and everything oh yeah because then he could and then she propose. falls you know from the umbrella and mm-hmm. falls into a greenhouse mm-hmm. so that's three times she's been killed especially because Penguin didn't give a fuck. He immediately gave a, a ring. It's like, okay, hey, cute, be mine, and you will be the the cat that will be waiting for me. Uh, sorry, as a mayor in my house. It was like, hell no. And that's why the penguin was like, okay, fuck you. And he, he thirsted says, for cat for the cat. And also another detail that I like uh, when you see in the RV that he has the the Batmobile, like uh, that little ride that you see a, a set of grocery stores, and it says fifty cents. It says the Bat O Ride. <laughs> and, then, and then he's just freaking out when he has no longer has control. Yes, it was like Grand Theft Auto Gotham Edition. I really like. I really like that whole sequence. That whole. Oh yeah, and this is important because during the chase, he records uh, Oswald's remarks about mm-hmm. the people of Gotham. He plays them during his next speech, mm-hmm. which is great because Alfred and Bruce hack into the system, and Batman does this record scratch thing, and yes. I thought it was really funny. I was just like, it better not be like the bat rap or something. Yeah, I didn't write the line exactly, but it's kind of like a, the filth of the of the filthy humans of Gotham. I think that was the line, but it's not the same words, but it's kind of like a, he reflects on how much he hates Gotham. And he hates yeah. every single one, and they're like puppets. And technically, I even put out here, Batman technically cancels Penguin with his own words. At the, <laughs> <laughs> And then everybody has vegetables for some reason. It's just yeah. like, I hate it when they bring vegetables to one of these rallies. Like, yeah, because where are they getting? There's a lot of vegetables. Where are they getting these tomatoes and lettuce from? Luckily, yeah. he has the umbrella. And mm-hmm. then, you know, because Shrek is ruined because he's fully endorsed Penguin's campaign. Yeah. So Penguin just like starts shooting the shit out of everything mm-hmm. and runs away. And you can tell he's clearly upset. And he's just like, I'm not a human. Pot. I am the penguin. I am an animal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of heartbreaking at the same time. And he's just like, all right. And because of this, I'm going to abduct the firstborns of Gotham's elite. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill them, throw them in the river like they did to me. And then this one guy is just like, yeah, that's pretty far. And so what he does is he grabs him, shoots him right in the chest mm-hmm. like a shotgun, and just throws him in the toxic water of the sewer. He's just like, anybody else? The only big guy in the home. Oh, all the, all the firstborn sons, specifically. Then we get to a charity ball that's hosted by Shrek. And Alfred's just like, you want to go to this thing? And mm-hmm. Bruce is like, nah. And then Alfred rips it up and he's like, although Selena Kyle might be there. Mm-hmm. And then Alfred just looks at it and he's just like, <laughs> And then, yeah, Bruce, it's a costume party, but Bruce Wayne doesn't care. He shows up in his finest tux. Mm-hmm. He's looking pretty dapper, by the way. And even Christopher Walken says almost the same line as when we see the first time that he met. I was like, oh, let me guess. Are you the golden boy of Gotham? Yes, you can t- tell there's a lot of animosity. And then 
Selena comes in. She actually tidied up pretty well. Mm-hmm. She's got like this awesome dress and everything. And then the two of them meet meet, and you know the sexual chemistry between Bruce and Selena. And then they start dancing. Mm-hmm. And while they're dancing, you know, talking about like, oh, they want to be together. Mistletoe could be deadly. And then Bruce is like, he looks over her shoulder and he's just like, but a kiss could be deadlier. And then they both just look at each other and they know. They, they know, know that they're each other. And then she's just like, oh my God, we're going to be fighting each other. You know, because they clearly don't want to. They care about each other a lot. They love each other. That's they really the do. They start making out in the middle. They, they hold each other pretty close. Especially when Selena, before they say that whole night, was like, there's a king size bed in the second floor. Oh, yeah. But that was <laughs> the thing. I love that. Like, it's something that somebody says. And then they realize, like I said, I love that cliche. Mm-hmm. Because that's just tying into the story really well. Yeah, especially like the way that you said about Selena, because she says, does this mean that we have to find now? That's about, because she doesn't want to. And then you see Penguin. He has this uh, he has this ride, this giant rubber duck looking thing. And he breaks into literally the middle of the party. Mm-hmm. And he's got like, he, he's trying to take away Shrek's son. And Shrek is just like, take me instead. He convinces him to take him too. Mm-hmm. He's just like, aren't I the one that camp- that funded your campaign? And don't you want to give it to Max Shrek? Don't take my son. Which is actually a good moment. Shows his humanity. He really does. He did care about his son at least. Mm-hmm. He didn't care about anybody else except himself and his son. We he see- didn't do it for selfish reasons either, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And also we see the the goons of Penguin and the streets putting all of the kids in a kind of like a train car, all of the source in the street and you putting the kids in cages, <laughs> a little topical right now, <laughs> kids in cages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Not just that, but anyway, Batman foils the kidnappings. And by the way, there's a lot of penguins that have mind control devices. And there's, yes. there's a ridiculous amount of penguins, by the way, like all different kinds from like the little puffers. Mm-hmm. puffins to uh the emperor penguins really tall ones also yeah anyway they had a lot of penguins and a lot of them actually were real and i i liked that and we see that he's controlling them and they got missiles on their back putting them all in the center because now he's like after batman foiled you know the kidnapping he's just like all right let's get the first born sons daughters let's get all the kids of gotham he has this epic speech with like a light great lighting and everything in the stage to his penguin army that he now has oh no he he wants to kill everybody in gotham he's like i don't care the first second third fourth fourth let's born, get everybody who cares? children equally i don't care like, yeah and you can just like the passion that danny devito brings mm, i love it beautiful performance a great performance and, yeah, and it's not because he just looks like the penguin because he's literally like four feet tall. Mm-hmm. Not just his size, it's just what he brings to the table. A trend that started back in the 90s of hiring comedians to do a serious role. And then yeah, because he was mostly known for comedic roles. You know, and he does comedy great. If you've ever seen It's Always Sunny, you know this. Alfred and Bruce jam the signal and they redirect it to go back to the, uh, the zoo because this mm-hmm. was his hideout and the sewer were all part of an abandoned zoo. That's how, you know, that's why penguins were there. I love also the radar noise in the band movie. It's like, burr, burr, burr. and you hear the penguins, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. And then, you know, he's fighting penguin and everything. And then the missiles go, or the, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the rockets go off. And a lot of them, one of them, like, sends penguin flying back, crashing into the window, mm-hmm. tossing him down into the sewer's toxic water. Mm-hmm. And it actually kind of reminds me of uh, like when Jack Napier falls into the pit of chemicals. Yep. These chemicals in the first film. So, you mm-hmm. know, that parallel is great. Yeah, he, he gets the penguins no longer mind controlled. Mm-hmm. And it, the zoo is pretty much destroyed. Somehow the Batmobile doesn't get destroyed. Yeah. And also Batman destroyed the Duckmobile. Yeah, no, I, I, he had to he had to find the signal for the mind control, which was the rubber was was the duck. Mm-hmm. vehicle which he found in penguin's lair when he literally had a bat boat mm-hmm. in there and then smashed the vehicle yep. and you know that's how he got them out of the mind control 
and rest in peace, Doc Movie. That was that was actually like, the thing that set off the the bombs. Through that, Shrek is in a cage. Yep. He has a monkey for some reason with keys, and uh, he he gets the keys from the monkey. He you know unlocks, and then mm-hmm. who else is there but Catwoman, intending fully intending to kill him. Yeah, because he says, I can give you money, jewels, a big ball of string. And Catwoman's like, I want your blood. My yeah, blood. and before this, she whips his leg and like gets him in the water and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the the big goon that got shot earlier had a gun. Yep. And you see Shrek grab that gun. Mm-hmm. So while this is happening, you know, she's like um, whipping and like taunting him and stuff. And like clearly crazy. You could tell it's. You could tell it's Selena Kyle yeah. at this point. And then Batman's just like, please, Selena, just stop this. And so he unmasks. Mm-hmm. By the way, before this, he had clearly had like eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. And then you could tell it was a different shot because he no longer had eyeshadow. Yeah. When he unmasked, gets the, the rubber off of it. Then Shrek, of course, is just like, Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed as Batman? And then she's like, because he is Batman, you moron. moron. <laughs> Like she got it and he didn't. And also fucking He's like Selena Kyle. And also fucking Shrek. Oh, you're fired. And then you're oh, fired. Why are you dressed as Batman? Oh, fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> and then Catwoman. I don't have the exact line. Oh no. She... Um, Shrek shoots Batman. Then mm-hmm. shoots Batman because first. you know he he wants no witnesses. Mm-hmm. And then he shoots Catwoman twice, and she's just like nine lives. You know, you killed me, Batman killed me, Penguin killed me, I still got six more. She gets shot two more times, and then yep. she gets shot actually One two more times time. after that. She gets shot four times. So that's mm-hmm. four more lives. That's seven lives. And and she like, only what do you want? Like- he's like, you want money or something? Or He's trying to like weasel his way, mm-hmm. way out of it. She's just like, how about a kiss? And he mm-hmm. had like a taser. Yeah. Puts the taser up to her mouth, gives him a big kiss, and while doing this, grabs an electrical wire, and mm-hmm. uh, it electrocutes them both because also Shrek was wet. Mm-hmm. So you know how water conducts electricity and everything, and they just like blow up. So that's an- another life that was lost. Also talking about... She fi- she, Batman finds his remains mm-hmm. as well. His remains are pretty gnarly. Yeah, also talking about Chekhov's gun, because that taser that you mentioned... The first time we saw that taser is when we see Michelle Pfeiffer all the way in the beginning when she met Batman. She grabbed that that taser and he said it was from Shrek Industries and she puts her in her purse. So she kills Shrek with that same taser at the end. It's kind of like poetic. That's a good that's a good observation. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is why we need two co-hosts. <laughs> now they, they, I don't pick up on everything. I pick up on a lot of stuff, but Raul is great at picking up those that I might have missed. Yeah, because we compliment each other. Yeah, yeah, those little details really do make the movie, you know, as great as it is. And especially when Selena is like humping, she's like, "Ah, I want to save a life for next Christmas before she takes the kiss. Yeah, and then she's just like, "Uh, there's nothing I wouldn't want to do but to live with you in your castle. Mm -hmm. But I don't trust myself and stuff. She's and everything. Mm -hmm. And you... Batman's fine. Bruce is fine because he's the Batsuit's body armor. Mm-hmm. So it could take the bullet. Yeah, he finds Shrek's remains, but Selena's nowhere there. They're just in the water. And you can tell he's just, he's barely hanging on. And he's like, I'm just gonna, I'll be with you momentarily. But mm-hmm. first, I need a drink of nice, cool water. And then he dies down mm-hmm. everything. And then these penguins, these clearly fake penguins waddle over and push him like you know like a vacuum funeral like a like a casket yeah they they, they line up like they're you know six people holding a casket Mm -hmm. and they push him into the water so he sinks below Mm -hmm. and essentially bury him at sea and from that you see that another snow scene see Mm -hmm. alfred is driving bruce alfred's like for what it's worth merry christmas master wayne not doing british because i can't do british he sees something in the shadow he sees catwoman's shadow Mm -hmm. he's like alfred pull over he just finds her cat though and then he just decides to take the cat with him and while they're driving off again you see the bat signal turn on and you see catwoman look up she still has one more life 
and it's a great final shot that our friend Janine made a mm-hmm. design on. Amazing, by the way. That's how the movie ends. It's just iconic. No, uh, this movie, I think this is, I'm, if I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, this is the first Batman movie I ever saw. I saw Batman Returns, and then I saw Batman Forever in the theater. And then I saw the original Michael Keaton one after seeing Batman Forever. And I'm a big, also like uh, uh, people have heard here, I'm a big Shyamalan fan, but also one of my other favorite directors is Tim Burton. Like I mentioned, Sleepy Hollow is my favorite film of his, and I'm super excited for Billy to watch it. Also because Sleepy Hollow was the first movie I ever saw, the first R-rated movie I saw as a kid in the theater that I got sneak on when I was eight. Cool. But going back to Batman Returns, this movie has everything. It has sexiness, thirst, gore, the beautiful way that it's shot, the way that Tim Burton styled, the way Set that- Set designs, always great in Tim Burton movies. Also, another thing that I never noticed when I was reading the credits, Stan Winston did the makeup. Yeah, Stan Winston, man. very famous um, effects artist and okay. uh, makeup designer, I think. Yeah, he did very the T-Rex. Famous. You've, seen his, you've seen his work before. Like yeah. most famously, I think he did the, he helped with the alien and um, or the Terminator. And Terminator. The T-Rex. Uh, T-Rex, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I think he went to do the Predator as well. Yeah, I think he did the Predator. Yeah, he, he, you've, you've seen a Stan Winston effect. And uh, I know one that he did was uh, Pumpkinhead, which is a film that most people don't know about, which mm-hmm. is a great horror movie. A lot of great practice. He's a great practical effects artist. Yep. And he did a great job. And I'm just going to give some trivia real quick, just mm-hmm. about they didn't want to recast Batman. But for Penguin, originally, well, first of all, he was suggested that Danny DeVito play by his friend Jack Nicholson. So Jack Nicholson suggested that Danny DeVito play the Penguin. Nice. And they had previously given an offer to Dustin Hoffman, but he turned it down. Marlon Brando. John Candy, Bob Hoskins, Ralph Waite, Martin, Dudley Moore, Alan Rickman, John Goodman, oh. Phil Collins, Charles Grodin, Christopher Lee, Joe wow. Pesci, Ray Liotta, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Rocco, and Christopher Lloyd were all considered for the part before DeVito got it. So those are some pretty big names. I can see some of them as the Penguin for sure. But others, not at all. John Candy is super interesting. I, well, I mean, because he's that. a big guy. He was a big yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. Same with Bob Hoskins. He could do it. I mean, he was also British, so he could have the Penguin's British accent like in the Arkham games. Also, especially because when that movie got made, it was exactly be after Roger Rabbit, who framed Roger Rabbit, and he yeah, did yeah, a he really was pretty good performance. But Dustin Hoffman, that would have been so he different. He turned it down. Wow. And for Catwoman... Initially, Annette Benning as Catwoman, mm. but she had to drop out because she was she got pregnant. Susan Sarandon, <sighs> Meryl Streep, who was considered too old by Burton. Wow. Shields, whom Burton considered not bankable. Mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, who ended up as Chase Meridian in mm-hmm. the Batman Forever sequel. Jodie Foster, Gina Davis, Sigourney Weaver, Lena Olin, singer Madonna. Oh, Raquel nice. Welch, Cher, Ellen Barkin, Jennifer Jason Lee, Lorraine Bracco, Bridget Fonda, and Jennifer Beers and Jennifer bleh, Jennifer Jennifer Beals nice. were all considered for the role, but they all lost out to Pfeiffer. Wow. And then there was one where there's the famous story of Sean Young campaigning for Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Like she harassed uh Tim Burton and dressed up in a cat suit and everything. And that's not a made-up story that actually happened. Look it mm-hmm. up. John Young really wanted to play Catwoman, but she did not. And then Christopher Walken, they initially, they wanted David Bowie. They actually offered it to him. Nice. But he turned it down so he could be in Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. And he, Burton was pretty hesitant to cast Walken on the basis that the actor scared him. And um, one more, it's that Penguin's father... He was initially going to be played by Burgess Meredith, who was the original Penguin in the Batman Adam West series. It was due to his health, his declining health, that he had to turn it down, and then they got Paul Rubens. So they were going to, like, you know, that legacy casting. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like Superman movies do it all the time mm-hmm. where you get previous actors from previous iterations and then you recast them in another role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superman movies do that all the time. I think that like if superhero films and just films should just do that all the time if it's done right. Yeah. That's just some general trivia. And yeah, that to me is the best Batman movie. It's not just because of how it looks, but the story is a lot tighter. You would think that it would be too crowded with like three subplots, mm-hmm. but they all mean something to the overall story and they all get converged into one big mm-hmm. thing. And the arc that, you know, Batman and Catwoman and Penguin, they all have great mm-hmm. arcs Yeah. as well because Batman has to learn to, um, he has to sacrifice his lo- love life so he can be Batman. Mm-hmm. That's something that he's always had to do. He did this. He did the same thing for um, in the first movie. And even if people find out, which we never mentioned, that uh, he they they explain why Vicky Vale isn't there. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, um, she didn't know. He's like, oh no, she knew everything, but she just couldn't handle me because I couldn't reconcile with you know Batman. I couldn't yeah. reconcile the trauma of my parents' death because at the end of the day, they're all just scared and confused misfits because batman literally is just a kid that is forever mourning the death of his parents catwoman Mm -hmm. is a woman that has never been treated kindly by nearly everybody Mm -hmm. treated as in one of the voice messages as an appendage never Mm -hmm. seen with any confidence so she finally gets some confidence for herself yeah and then penguin just wants to be accepted ultimately Mm -hmm. by society and just as you know which is at the end of the day what everybody needs that's the bare basic thing that humanity should achieve and that is you know being told that you are human and that even if you are flawed you are still a human being you have feelings you have wants desires and Mm -hmm. things and that you are you know unique and he never got that simply based on his appearance which a lot of people can relate to that and just again, it's a great Tim Burton movie. It's the darkest Batman for sure. McDonald's was going to do, you know, like how they do those Happy Meal ads, but mm-hmm. right before the, like when the movie came out, like right before, they had to pull everything because it was just too dark for kids. Mm-hmm. Definitely not made intentionally for children. It was made as Tim Burton because he had free reign to do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. And this is what he wanted. Because a lot of this, you can tell that he made this himself. Like you could see him sketching a lot of the designs yeah. himself. And I think that's great. And when he's given full creative freedom to do stuff, mm-hmm. and if he has a unique enough story, I think that's where Tim Burton really shines. Yeah, he understands and- misfits and outcasts because he himself was one. In many ways still is. And what Tim Burton that- looks like, you know exactly what I'm talking about too. And that's the thing that I love about Tim Burton, that he has such a great eye. He's so artistic. He puts so many details, like uh, one detail that I didn't notice before, and I has it been returned so many times, when Batman is about to enter the Batcave, and even Alfred makes a joke, was like, well, at least you didn't you didn't let Vicky Vell getting in, and that's why I need to change my whole setup of how, how to enter to the Batcave. And then you see he opens kind of like a statue, and this whole statue has a lot of spikes, like metal spikes. Oh, yeah. The uh, the opening mechanism was in the fish tank. Yeah. And so when you see this thing opening and when he closes it, I was like, it doesn't look the same, but it's almost kind of like the same setup. Not, not a big spoiler, but there's kind of like a statue almost the same way with the spikes in Sleepy Hollow. And I'm like, that's so Tim Burton. Cool. I love that detail that I never noticed before in Batman Returns. Yeah, it's not a book in the stair. It's not a book in the library. Gets this clock out of the way to a secret staircase to the Batcave, which is like the animated series. I think the Adam West series, or no, 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 Adam West series. Uh, that was his office, which somehow has a slide connecting from his office at Wayne Enterprise Batcave. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I or, love it. Or like in Batman Forever, he's all the way in downtown Gotham. And he slides through his desk and he gets all the way to the other side of town on that tunnel to get to the back cave. <laughs> he got drive through. <laughs> yeah, you, Batman any Returns. More, any more thoughts about Batman Returns before we wrap up? Because we've been talking for a while. I Because you're more articulate than I am, but... The That's not saying much. 
And yeah, all of the things that you mentioned, I love all of those things. The thing that you mentioned about the storylines, but I'm the thing that I also mentioned about how artistic at Tim Burton is. You can feel that this is the Tim Burton that so many people love. And we know that Tim Burton lost a lot of his way after Alice in the in Wonderland remake in, by Disney by 2010. But this is prime Tim Burton. And I still, I would love to know why so many people they don't, doesn't like Batman Returns still because this movie is beautiful. It's amazing. I think it's a lot to do with just how dark the material can get. Well, you, you Which, know me. That can turn a lot of people off. Well, you know me. That I, 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 I understand that, but it's still mm. a better movie. It's a fucking way better than the first one. Way. That's saying something because the first movie is great. And also, you know me. You know that I love dark shit. It's fucking yeah, amazing. we'll get into that later on. But... <laughs> yeah, but this movie gets a perfect 10 for me. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 10 as well. It's a pretty great movie. No. And uh, 90s Tim Burton was, you know, that was the peak of his creativity and when mm-hmm. he perfected his craft. Because then after Batman Returns, we got Ed Wood. We got Sleepy Hollow. We got big eyes, Nightmare Before Christmas, a lot of great but He didn't direct you know. that, but you he had his fingerprints all over. <laughs> oh, crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> More I editing. Got an alarm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We can just keep that in there. You want to plug in the socials? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, and on TikTok at Rollvader RDC and Stardust, uh, also at Rollvader RDC. And you can follow the podcast and S-Y-N-S pod on Twitter. And also we'll give a shout out to a friend of mine, uh, uh, a guy that he follows me on, on Instagram since like a few, since like a year ago. He's a big Steven Universe fan. A shout out to my friend, Robbie Tarton, if I'm pronouncing the, the name right, Robbie Tarton yes. from Australia. He's fucking amazing. One of the biggest Steven Universe fans I have ever met. And thank you, buddy, for supporting our podcast. Yeah, I've noticed him too. Uh... He's a big fan of the podcast. Uh, we do notice when people listen. And Robbie Thornton, thank you for listening and just giving us a chance. Mm-hmm. It's and really can, cool. You plug your socials, Billy? Okay, you can find me at Twitter on Twitter at BeeBusterBill. All the bees are capitalized. And you can find me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can find us at SYNS Pod. And we'll see you next time. Will it be a movie next next week, I guess? Movie, Gravity Falls recap. We don't know. <laughs> Might start a new show. Maybe. Maybe. You, you never know. We like to keep things interesting. And like, well, as Robert Pattinson will say, I'm vengeance. See you next <laughs> time. All right.